Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. I'm excited and I cannot hide it anymore. We have a genuine situation here at the Lad Pad. Code Red team. Code Red. It is a mass exodus here at the pad. Okay? The Lad Pad is in turmoil. Two of the five lads at the aforementioned pad have chosen not to re-sign their lease moving through the treacherous winter months. Um, came as a shock, okay? Came as a genuine shock. I thought we had created something special here. Uh, we were gelling as a unit. I had just found out that bin night is actually Monday night, not Sunday, okay? So I felt like that we were heading in the right direction. We were heading in the right direction. But we re-sign at the end of April and two of the lads are saying goodbye. They've chosen not to re-sign with Ladpad Incorporated. And once again, that name is not ironic, okay? It's literal. It's a pad for the lads. Um, and I am stressed, to be honest. Um, you know, tough to say goodbye to two of the greats. Um, but it's going to be even tougher on my wallet if we can't find two absolute legends to fill those rooms. Okay, uh, now make no mistake, we have five people living here in a four-bedroom house, okay? To call our fifth bedroom a bedroom, I mean, it's a fucking hobbit hole hanging off the end of our laundry, okay? To call that a bedroom is insulting to bedrooms everywhere, okay? Um, I mean, honestly, if freaking Harry Potter came to town, he'd feel at home in this son of a bitch, okay? That's how small it is. We got, we got freaking, it's the fifth bedroom at the Dursleys, you know what I mean? This thing is tiny, okay? But the financial implications of moving a fifth person into a four-bedroom uh, house, I mean, they're basically paying us to live here at this point, okay? But now we're down to three, and my wallet is fucking shaking in its boots, dude, okay? Um, but yeah, came, came as a shock. Um, first to go, Samos. Sam, by birth, uh, one of the greats, and also one of the original four that started this, this beautiful house three years ago. So now I'm the last one left of the original four, um, which probably, I don't know what that says about my life. Am I stagnating? Should I have three kids by now? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Um, the other lads moved out with their girlfriends and then broke up with them, so I'm not sure, should I do the same should I move to Bondi? Should I transition? I don't know what to do, okay? I don't know what to do. But I'm staying. I'm bloody... I'm staying. I'm going down. I'm like Jack Sparrow at the start of Pirates of the Caribbean. When he's coming in and he's, the ship's going down and he's just... He's just keeping it cool. Keeping it calm. That's me, okay? Now, it is very tough to say goodbye to Sam. He's um, probably one of the more responsible lads in the house... I would say during the day, um, he's actually quite good at admin and he looks after the internet and the gas and um, the power, okay? Now, I don't know what the gas is for. I'm not going to pretend to know, but we're paying for it each quarter. I personally have no idea how to access the gas, okay? I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know what it's used for at all. We have an air conditioner. Is that gas? 
There's no one here to answer. But I honestly don't know what, what the gas is for. But also, um, Sam is a landscaper by trade. Kept, kept the garden looking fresh. Um, you know, tough to say. He also owns pretty much 99% of the furniture in this house. And I am not exaggerating. Um, before I picked up those couches the other week, I honestly don't own a single thing in this house. If you walked in and it was just Billy Darcy's possessions, it would look like uh, someone was moving in the week after next. Just a completely blank home with one recliner in a, in a room by itself. Okay? I have no possessions. Um, so very tough to see, to see Sam go. One of the OGs. End of an era, for sure. Then Danny's leaving as well. Now, I, I, I knew Samos was leaving, okay? Um, he was spending all his time in North Sydney, quite a hip area. Um, he was getting sort of two to three haircuts a month. Um, you know, he, it was clear he was, he was on to bit, bigger and better things. But Danny came as a shock. Came as a goddamn shock. The text came through and I thought, I'm dreaming. I'm fucking dreaming, dude. Um, now, Danny... Uh, Furniture-wise, has contributed three beautiful leather couches that I got to say don't see a lot of action. Um, they're in, they're next to the pool table, and you pretty much only sit on those things if you're about to green out. But still, they're a high-quality couch, and it's sad to see them go. Danny also owns the air fryer. Okay, now I personally don't know how to use that thing, but I know for a fact Macca is going to be in absolute tears when that thing leaves. Um. Macca cooks up his famous chicken in the air fryer uh, with a mix of herbs and spices that um, at its heart is the old El Paso taco seasoning from Woolworths. It's, he just puts that on plain chicken and puts it in the air fryer. He calls it cooking. I, I think it's barely there. It, I would describe it more as assembling rather than genuine cooking. Um, I think if you're, if you're ducking off to have a wank while the chicken's cooking up, I don't, I don't see how much ownership you could take over that meal. Um, but yeah, it's tough. You know, Danny's a big, big part of the reason why I now know where the spinach is at Woolworths. Okay. He's, he's brought a beautiful, healthy influence to the pad and you know, it's, it's, I'm still in shock. I'm still in shock. Uh, but we're, we, we got two rooms for rent. You know, as Seth, as Seth Sentry said, the famous Australian poet, I've got a room for rent. So... Exciting times, you know, the winds of change are in the air. And, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be happy about it. You know, I, lo- I love the, the lads that live here and it's sad to see them go. But, you know, at least, I, it, you know, change is good because I don't want to, I never want to feel like I'm living the same year twice. And 2020 was obviously, that was one great thing about it. None of us have ever done that shit before. Um, but you know, if we get caught in another pandem or whatever, um, you know, variety is the spice of life. I don't know. I don't even believe this shit I'm saying, dude. I'm fucking heartbroken. They're leaving, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, I'd like to maybe, I'm going to talk about later. If you'd like to move into the lad pad, the criteria that is required. Um, but you know, bittersweet episode. If, if there's a single tear rolling down my cheek, as I talk about my weekend, it's not in reference to some bloke spilling an espresso martini all over me, okay? I'm crying for the end of an era. 
But yeah, this beautiful share house is moving on to bigger and better things. And also, I'm going to touch wood because we haven't officially re-signed yet. And, uh, you know, really the only thing bolstering my credit rating from, you know, if you were looking at how reliable I am as a tenant, um, I mean, if you take out the $14,000 of superannuation I took out last year, not a whole lot going on in my finances, okay? Not a whole lot going on. But yeah, it's tough as well because Samos and Danny were definitely the two responsible ones. I mean, I saw Adzi trying to get toast out of the toaster with a fucking metal fork the other day. And Mac is scared of the dark. So, I mean, we're in trouble. Mac took over paying the rent for one week and he did not pay the rent. He took over paying the rent from a previous uh, roommate, uh, Brad Wilson, one of the greats. And... Uh, and the week after, I said, mate, did you pay that rent? And he said, oh, shit, no, I didn't. And I said, well, well, it's very important that you pay. And he was like, oh, fuck, I'll do it later. And I was like, that's not how rent works, Macca. That's not how rent works. So I took over the rent from there. But, I mean, apart from paying the rent, I mean, I honestly spill stuff all the time. And I don't clean it up. Okay. Sometimes stuff is just wet and I just, I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, when's oxygen, you know, air, air, stuff air dries. That's what I think in my, like, unless it's cordial and it's going to get sticky, I probably won't clean it up. Okay. So we got three absolute fucking, you know, let's be honest, reserve graders left in the house. Um, anyone who's good at Excel spreadsheets, please move in immediately. Um, we need someone to just balance it out. I need someone to tell me when, when... When something's off in the fridge. Okay. I don't know when stuff is off. And I don't know how to find the expiry date on most things. So we need some responsibility moved into the pad. But anyway. Let's crack into the bloody weekend. Sorry for the freak out. Um, but anyway. Exciting news. Over the weekend. I went to... Um, and this might not be as big of a deal for people in some states, but I went to a live music performance. Okay. We're back, baby. Live music. What the kids want, hey? Um, crazy. My first concert since, I think, New Year's Eve 2019. I went to field day. And I had a field day, if you know what I mean. Vomited everywhere. So, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I went to see the Smith Street Band at the Enmore Theatre in Newtown. A beautiful old theatre. Um, and went out with Danny, you know, having a great time. I had no idea it was, you know, I had no idea I should have been soaking up the time I had with him, you know. Just goes to show you never know what's coming around the bend in life. I'm having a freaking, I don't know, I don't even know what it was. Having some sort of a, a pale ale in Newtown, some sort of a transgender lager yucking it up with Danny having a laugh, had no idea these laughs were limited edition, okay? These laughs had an expiry date. So we go to Newtown. I'm not lying. The chick who served us behind the bar had a moustache in one of the more Newtown moments you'll experience. And uh, i tell you one thing, though. It was all reserved seating, so you have to sit down at this concert. And you think that that's crap, you know? I love to bloody jump around and, and just go crazy. You know, just go bloody crazy. But the good thing about reserved seating is you don't have to get there 
for like an hour and a half before the main act comes on to get like a good spot because no one can sit in your seat. That's your seat. So the like Smith Street Band come on at 9.15. We walk in at 9.13, grab a drink straight to our seats. Within 10 seconds, they're walking on. It's fucking unreal. You know, the punter has never had so much power. Um, but I got to say, dude, it felt good. When you're sitting down at a concert, this is my first experience sitting down at a concert. You know, I've been to see Eminem in stadiums and stuff like that. And I've always looked up at the old people in the bleachers and thought, you just don't get it, you fucking, you old nerds, you know? How can you just, you know, when you're sitting down, how can you just tell, it's very hard to just tell your body from the waist down to just switch off, you know? Shut it down, lads, okay? This is a waist-up affair, you know? It's very hard. If more men could shut their bodies off from the waist down, I think the streets would honestly be safer. But yeah, you're just sitting there with one hand in the air going, yes, all right, love this one. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of, like, it's still good. I'm not bashing the experience. It's still so fun. Um... And I would highly recommend you do it. You know, support the artists or whatever. I bought a t-shirt. I'm wearing it now. And, you know, I highly recommend it. It still still cranks. And we all stood up for the last song in like a moment of unified rebelliousness. We thought, do you know what? Fuck this shit, okay? We're all 25 to 27. We're all bloody well off. We're all going to be the last ones to get the vaccine. We'll begin this thing in 2023. We're goddamn standing up and we might start licking each other, okay? And we all stood up and we're sort of, I'm not going to say anyone was dancing, but just sort of bloody, a little bit of a bop. I saw someone's hips wiggle and absolute scenes for that last song. But then, (laughs) how's this for ambiance, okay? Now, if you're not familiar with that um, French term, ambiance is when after the last note of a song, there's just those moments of silence, um, and then, you know, you're really taking a performance and then there was the ambiance and then we're all screaming, you know, I actually got this started. I got to say, I got the one more song chant started, you know, I was blind and they hadn't played my favorite song. So I was actually like, I was fucking there for it. You know what I mean? So I get the one more song chant started one more song, you know, and how's this? This is the way to squash out any chance of an encore, the COVID marshal comes on the stage and guys, it's like some 140 kilo lesbian chick in high vis. She goes, all right, here's how we're going. Here is the exit plan. I need everyone to remain calm and listen to me. We are going to exit row by row, starting with A. Now, keep in mind, A is at the front. Me and Danny are in fucking... ZZ, who gives a fuck? I mean, we're, we're seven ways to freaking Papua New Guinea at the back here. So, and everyone, everyone is hammered. So they expect us to sit there like it's fucking church and wait for people to file out orderly one row at a time for about 25 minutes. I mean, I think I'd still be in that fucking theater right now waiting. Going, come on. So what, what do you think happened? Everyone went, fuck you metaphorically and everyone just charges out no harm no foul um and you know i'm in support of covid safety but in that moment i just it felt ridiculous 
So everyone just left, um, you know, giving a few few of these ones to that COVID marshal. Hey, this is what you get for trying to keep us safe, you bitch, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that was a bloody good time. And uh, we charged out into the night. Um, and my mate Freddie, Freddie McManus, friend of the pod. He's actually the guest on, I think, episode 7 and episode 10. When I used to have guests. Um... I don't know how to access those episodes. They're not on Spotify. Uh, but barge into Freddy's house because he, he lives in Newtown. Grab him by the scruff of his bloody pommy neck. And I said, mate, we're going out. And he's not that drunk, but I'm hammered. So I'm just dragging him with me. We go out. We play a bit of fucking pool. We have a great time. I will say we're playing pool and there's this, there's this absolute piece of shit thinking he runs the table, thinking he runs the streets. Okay. And he's just, he's winning. And then he's doing this. He's holding the pool cue up. He's wearing a, a Ralph Lauren button up. So I'm already like, fuck this guy. And uh, he's like, he's like, fuck yeah, I'm the king. This sort of chat. And I'm sitting there just, just, just watching this son of a bitch going. Don't, don't provoke, don't provoke the king. You know, don't provoke the king. All right. So I go up to him. I said, I said, mate, fire it up. Me and Danny versus you and whoever you want now here's the thing danny is extremely good at pool and i am also pretty bloody good i'm very confident now he picks out some freaking venezuelan bird who i must say is very attractive but in my head you know i'm not going to pretend to be um the you know the wokest guy on the planet especially after you know 20 schooners at 3 a.m I'm not going to lie. He picks, he picks some random girl. My first thought is, we're going to smash this, this chick. I mean, she's going to be terrible. Okay. This, uh, it's like 1963 in my head. The sexism comes out. I see a girl. I assume we're going to win, you know, and, uh, in, in a bloody clap back from 2021, this chick was freaking unbelievable at pool. Unbelievable. This pommy guy didn't sink a single ball while she's just absolutely trouncing me and Danny. Um, now, like I said, Danny's very good at pool. Unfortunately, he's not very good at drinking. So he's hammered and he is, I think he's missing the white ball, to be honest. He's just, he's offering nothing. So it's basically me versus this Venezuelan bird for all the chockies, okay? And I'm talking heaps of shit, dude. And everyone's gathered around in the air. It's, it's a, become an event. And I'm, and, and we're going ball for ball. I end up losing by one ball. And I did swallow my pride and, and shook that pommy guy's hand. He was pretty good about it, I got to say. But fuck me. Jesus Christ, I haven't been able to sleep since. I woke up the other night in a cold sweat. I said, yellow ball, corner pocket, you idiot. Ugh, still fucking grinds my gears. Not only losing to some piece of shit, but he's freaking Ralph Lauren button up and he's a pom. I mean, fuck. You know what I mean? God damn it. But anyway, I'm out till, uh, I'm not a brag, I'm not a bragger, uh, but I was out till 2.30, 3am, <laughs> got home probably 3, 3.30, and like I said, I'm not a bragger, that's a fact, okay, that is a goddamn fact, I'm, I'm a loose unit, and I don't care for the rules, so get home at 3.30, alarm goes off at 7.30, I go, what the f- you've got to be freaking kidding. I wake up and I go, 
you've done it again. You've done it again, you idiot. I said yes to playing fourth grade cricket again. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Grade cricket is like that ex-girlfriend I keep going back to. I keep thinking like, I, I honestly believe that I'm just going to rock up and score like 100 and get like chaired off the field with no training. I haven't trained in like two years. And I'm like, you idiot, stop saying yes to this. So I drive down to fucking, to the game, blind. You know, I'm driving down there. Hey, Slim, I had a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? You know, just freaking Tokyo drifting around the, around the corners, having a mad time. And uh, do the warm-up. It's hot. I, I sweat it out a bit. Anyway, I go out to bat in this fourth grade game. And it becomes quickly apparent by some of the abuse I'm receiving that some of the lads in the opposition actually listen to the pod, which is actually pretty fucking hilarious. You know, immediately I'm like, oh, here's Darcy. We're not getting around this, you fucking loser. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, my head's banging. Um, I go, block it out, Darcy. Block it out. Anyway, first ball, leave. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it's just like riding a bike, isn't it? You know? Um, second ball, immediately nick off. I have no, I don't even know if I was caught by the keeper or first slip as I was too scared to turn around. Um, but yeah, I walk it off and I'm just here like, get around that, Darcy, you nerd. <laughs> Put that in your podcast, you fucking loser. You know, is this on next week's episode? You suck. <laughs> but, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta say, fair play, fair play, and it's so funny. Anytime someone like will like yell something at me or rip on me or in some way regarding the you know the podcast or or whatever, my first thought is always, dude, they listen to the pod. How good's that? You know, some guy will come up to me at a pub and be like, "Your pod sucks. You should kill yourself." And I'll be like, "Thanks for listening." <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, so, and they were pretty good blokes, actually. Um, we got absolutely pounded, and um, I'm not going to tell you the scores, but we were done before 1pm, okay? That's all I'm going to say. So, we get absolutely smashed, and then Saturday night, it's a bloody, it's a bloody weekend of, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's a weekend of returns, really, that's what it is. It's a weekend of returns. And by a weekend of returns, I mean Friday night, I went to my first live music performance in about a year and a half, probably, no, probably closer to two years. And Friday night, no, Saturday night, I should say, sorry, I'm all jumbled. Saturday night, I went to a genuine house party. Again, I don't think I've been to a genuine house party. And I'm not saying... 12 blokes in a backyard standing around getting hammered, okay? I've, I've done that. Shitloads. But I'm, I'm saying like a genuine house party, like in an, it was in an apartment, um, but it was at my mate Kieran's house. He's got a sick pad. Overlooks like freaking Luna Park and the Harbour Bridge. Unreal. And it's a genuine house party, okay? So I grabbed my trusty steed, Macca, and we head off into the night. Now, this is one of those parties where, and I love these sort of parties, where you don't, I didn't really know anyone. Out of the, let's say there's 50 people there, I knew maybe seven. And I fucking love that shit, okay? Because it's a clean slate. 
these people don't know that at the last party you've you tripped over the you know the thing the door slides on and and fell onto the balcony table they weren't there for that you know they don't know that mac is scared of the dark and that he once locked himself in a bathroom they don't know any of this stuff okay it's a clean slate um and it's a it's a cool house party um me and mac walk in with this uh beautiful couple um they were also going to the party we didn't know how to get into the apartment we're not very good with apartment blocks we're house people so we were standing outside we didn't know what to who to buzz what button to push how the doors worked um yeah i don't i I have no idea what was going on but we we saw a local couple and they seemed like um quite hip and cool we said are you going to this party and they were so we go up with them this couple starts having a huge fight in the lift while me and maca just stand there um she's like where are you guys from the guy is an absolute i don't want to speak out this guy's a piece of shit dude so rude um like she's like where are you guys from we're like oh we're from like the north shore and he's like oh north shore just starts like having a go at us we're like oh okay yep cool 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 and we're like whatever and then as we're walking down the hallway they just start having the biggest fight she's like are you gonna be like this tonight why are you like this he's like i don't even want to fucking be here me and Mac are just standing there like yeah yeah fucking leave you you dog we don't like you okay we do not like you so and this bloke didn't even last 10 minutes of the party before he stormed out um but we head into this party and my mate kieran has hired a professional bartender to mix up some beautiful cocktails um for the party so i brought um a liter of smirnoff vodka quite a reputable brand uh that i'm not gonna lie me and macro had knocked over most of it at home but i felt like the bottle was still an impressive size um and i sort of put it behind the bar before anyone could see it was actually mostly empty um so yeah we crack in uh and the guy the bartender guy is a character he's one of these guys he's got like a top knot ralph Lauren button up and just you could just sense he might be a pelican and me and maca have like a a sixth sense for smelling pelicans and we like and and uh we just we, we go over to get a drink and this guy's immediately like, boys, how are you? You know, like going to get some chicks tonight, like this sort of stuff. And we're like, and he's not being sarcastic. And we're like, you could just tell. I don't know if I'm portraying it the right way, but you could just tell this guy had an inner pelican that we just had to nudge just ever so slightly. Just get him to show his, to just spread those wings, you know? So, uh, so Macca goes, oh, mate, is this your full-time job? Are you a bartender by trade? He's merely like, no, nah, dude, this is just a side hustle. This is just for a bit of extra cash on the weekends, mate, you know. Come out here and party, get paid to do it. He, and uh, we're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. He goes, I, I work at uh, Commonwealth Bank, mate. But the the tone he used when he said, I work at Commonwealth Bank was like, I am Elon Musk, <laughs> you know. Like, he really gave us some. And uh, so we start prodding I go, mate, do you ever, um, when you do these house party gigs, do you ever pick up some chicks? And this just set him off. He starts talking about rooting birds for about 20 minutes straight. And um, and this guy's pelican of the week for what he said next. He said, oh, mate, hens parties, mate. Hens parties. You would not believe the shit I have seen. You would not believe it, mate. And me and Macro are like, that's crazy. Whoa. And he goes, boys, the other week I was rooting this religion teacher, right? And I said to her, he said, get this. And me and Macro are like, 
we can't con- we can't contain the laughter, but we're we're keeping it straight faced. We go, what did she say, mate? What did she say? What- she wanted you, didn't she, mate? She wanted you. Oh yeah, she wanted you. And he's like, oh mate, boy, she was so keen. She was so keen, boys. We go, what did she say, mate? He goes, well, I go to her. You're a religion teacher, aren't you? And she said, yeah. And I go, well, you're going to see Christ tonight. And then like, (laughs) oh, dude. Oh, my God. And he was 100% serious. I can't. I fucking can't deal with this. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. Holy shit, dude. He was 100% serious. He goes, well, you're going to see Christ tonight. And me and Mac are like, you're a legend, mate. You're a legend. He's like, yeah, boys, you would, yeah. He goes, tip of the iceberg, lads. Tip of the iceberg. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, dude. People that are genuine and also brag. People that brag. I just, people that are over the age of 15 and brag and like they mean it. (laughs) Oh, dude, there's just nothing better. There is just nothing better. Um, Especially bragging to strangers. I can't wrap my head around that. Why would you even care? You don't even know this person. Why would you care what they think? You know? I just, I love it. So me and Mac could get a fucking cocktail off this, this absolute weirdo. And I don't think anyone will be shocked to find out within two hours, the bar was left unattended and this guy was doing blow in the bedroom. So <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And, you know, I don't want to rag on him too much. You know, there's nothing wrong with him really, but just people, oh, it's just so funny. People that say that shit, like, and they're genuine, like, oh man, I probably have like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. People that are serious, I think, is more what I'm looking for. People that are serious and they brag. Oh, it's like meth to me. I just find it so fun. I just love it so much. Um, oh, but yeah, we're ha- just fantastic. But um, my mate Kieran's roommate is English, so there's a lot of pommy blokes there. Pommy blokes, dude, I got to say, I rag on poms, but pommy blokes are hilarious. Um, at one point, the girls started to, um, the girls tried to get a dance floor started in the lounge room. So they're, they're dancing away, having a, having a boppity bop. Anyway, the pommy guys take over. They like turn the music off, immediately put on the Leeds game. I think it's like Leeds versus like, I don't even know. It's some absolute, the game doesn't matter. So now there's no music. There's just the Leeds game blaring with these pommy blokes absolutely losing it with every pass. They're loving it. Um, so it was so funny. Um, Maka mistakenly told one of them that Wayne Rooney had never performed at a World Cup. And these pommy blokes absolutely lost it. Okay. One of them's like, you name me one World Cup where he wasn't carrying an injury. And me and Mac are like, okay, okay, Jesus Christ, Wayne Rooney's the best, we're sorry, you know? So, I mean, it was an absolutely, it was a cast of characters at this party. And now, here's a bit of get around me history for you. If you go back to episode 15 or 20, I think, maybe 18 to 20, 
we had a raging house party here at the Ladpad. And Kieran's roommate, this bloke Jake, he came along, pommy bloke, great bloke. And anyway, at that house party, if you recall for anyone who listened back then, our kettle was stolen, okay? And you think, who gives a fuck? It's just a kettle. Well, they left the base, okay? So we had the base of the kettle, but not the kettle itself. And you would not believe how fucking inconvenient that is, okay? We were looking for that thing for about a week. We refused to buy another one because we were like, dude, this is bullshit. Who steals a kettle? Okay, and you wake up in the morning, you go to make a coffee, you're like, ah. You know, you go to make some migorang or something. You're like, ah. You keep forgetting that you don't have a kettle. And it's just, it's heartbreaking, okay? It's heartbreaking. You know, you go to freaking just get some boiling water just to have it there in case you need it. You go, ah. You know, you forget you don't have a kettle. And we ended up finding it. It was under the sink, like behind some paper towels. Anyway, Jake, this fucking, I've called him a great bloke. I'll retract it. It's redacted. He came clean that he was the one that hid the kettle. And then not only did he hide our kettle, he admitted to hiding four or five other kettles in the past as well. This guy is a serial kettle hider. Okay. Um, Dude, I honestly felt like, you know, at the end of the Ted Bundy movie when he admits to the murders. I looked into this bloke's eyes and I thought, this is a genuine sociopath. I I would honestly feel more comfortable if he told me, hey, Bill, by the way, I've got three women dead in my boot. That That would tell me he's more mentally stable than if he was taking people's kettles, okay? Yeah, I don't know if I... I'm not being dramatic, okay? I'm not being dramatic. Um, but we found out he was the one who took the kettle. Um, I was going to take his kettle as revenge, but um, I would have been the number one suspect, uh, mostly because I told him I was going to take his kettle. So I didn't end up doing it. I do regret it slightly. And I am patiently waiting for my moment to steal one of his most key appliances. Okay? I'm not sure if it's going to be the toaster. Uh, I'd love to just wheel the fridge out. If uh, maybe I might just freaking next time they have a soiree, I'll bring a, I'll bring one of those things you lift fridges onto. And they'll say, "What have you got that trolley for, Bill?" I say, "No reason." Then they go to the bathroom. I quickly unplug the fridge and I'm out. Good luck keeping your food cold now, you piece of shit, hey? So be vigilant out there, okay? No one's appliances are safe with this man in the country. But it's good to have some closure on that because it does, it did still haunt me. It did still haunt me. But anyway, okay, so let's cut the shit. The lad pad is in need, okay? Um, we need two roommates. Now, firstly, uh, girls, feel free to apply as well. I'm now taking applications to move into the lad pad. Please email billydarcycomedy at gmail.com with your applications. That's billydarcycomedy at gmail.com. Or you could just DM me on Instagram. Don't message me on Facebook um, because it never tells me there's a message. And then six months later, I get a notification. Some guy's like, good job, Bill. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I missed this. 
you know, I feel like a real piece of shit. So don't message me on Facebook. But you can message me on the gram, on the Grammaroo. Um, but yeah, message your applications in. We are, we're looking. Okay? We're looking. If you live in Sydney, even if you don't, but if you're willing to move, I'd love to hear from you. Girls and guys apply. Originally, we were going to say no girls when we only had one room available. Uh, Macca pointed out that one of us would probably fall in love with her and it would be a lot of drama and a lot of tears. And I aggressively agreed with him. But now we're thinking two rooms, two girls. They can talk shit about us behind our back. You know, I think there'll be a balance there. Um, and yeah, even two lesbians, I think, would be a great fit as well. Or two or two lads. Basically, open arms. Uh, if you can pay the rent, you can. You got a shot at the title here. Okay? So here is the criteria for moving into the lad pad. Okay? Firstly, if you think the name lad pad is ironic... Thank you, but your application will not be progressing any further. Okay? It's the lad pad. It's a very serious name. It's a label. It's a pad for the lads. And if you don't get that, thank you, but no thank you. Okay? Some people think we're being ironic, that we're laughing at ourselves. No, no, no. It's the lad pad. Wrap your head around it. Okay? Secondly, the right candidate will bow to peer pressure on a regular basis. Okay, you will be at any stage two comments away from doing something you would otherwise not have done. Or further than that, doing something you straight up don't want to do. Okay, now I'm referring um, to maybe drinking alcohol, um, maybe taking the bins out when, you know, one of the boys just is in the mood. And maybe I'm referring to some light narcotic use. Okay, but peer pressure is a drug for you and it's one that you indulge on regularly okay next uh the right candidate will derive almost all of their self-esteem from the approval of others now this does marry up with the peer pressure thing um but anyone with um self-belief um a grounded sense of self anyone who knows who they are again your application will not be progressing any further we are looking for people who are sort of don't really know what's going on one foot on the ground one foot, in, one foot pointing to the moon. You know what I mean? That's the vibe, okay? So if you've already got an investment property and, uh, you know, you've got your life together, it's probably not the pad for you, okay? We're looking for someone who's willing to knock over, um, you know, a bag of, a bag of fucking licorice all-stars for dinner on a, on a Tuesday night. And shops are just down the road, but, you know, that's the sort of energy we're looking for. Um, thirdly, you will, okay, you will appreciate the fact we have a pool table, even though it's not level, okay? The table has a huge bow in it, and the balls will roll to, to places that they just won't on other pool tables. But not only will you appreciate the table, you will actively brag about it to people who visit the house, Okay? And when they bitch and moan about why is the ball still rolling, I didn't even hit that one, you will tell them to shut the fuck up. Okay? Thank you. Now, um, next up, there will be days um, where, you know, if you live in this house, we don't always remember who the Prime Minister is. Okay? So sometimes I might just write it on the fridge just to remind us who's in charge. Um, and that's okay. Okay. We're not, we're not a political household. 
Next up, this is a big one. You will enter the beer case rotation. Um, it goes alphabetical order. At the moment, it's A, B, M, Adam, Billy, Macca. Um, you will slot in wherever your name slots you in. Um, and you will check in at least once every two rotations if we'd like to get something apart from VBs, green demons, um, hand grenades, you know. And, you know, we will politely say no, we will stick with VBs, but it's still nice to be asked, okay? So that's important. Got to check in. Um, now, to any girls applying, you know, firstly, thank you. Uh, you're a very brave woman. Next, I will say um, you are obligated to tee the lads up with your friends. Um, you are, to any girls who to apply and, and then move in, you are required to hold at least one social event a year where you invite your friends around to the house um, to sort of, you know, maybe a bit of a speed dating atmosphere, maybe a barbecue. Um, maybe we could just all put on you, me and Dupree and get to know each other. Okay. Um, but any girls that move in, you know, we would like to see, you know, some worlds collide romance at some stage. Okay. Um, now, this is a big one. This one is absolutely huge. And we are nearing the end of the list. I'm sorry if this is too long. I actually had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs> um, now, this is a big one. The right candidate will teach me how to use the air fryer and Maka how to use the dishwasher. Okay. We refuse to teach each other for reasons we no longer remember. We're, we are in a stalemate. Okay. Um, now, Adam doesn't know how to use either. So, we're in a bit of trouble. So, we need someone with those skills and someone who's willing to pass them on. Okay. And we appreciate it. Um, also, anyone who has a soda stream will be looked on extremely favorably. Okay. Extremely favorably. Um, now, here's the other thing. Oh, yeah, you have to be okay with me talking very intimately about you on this podcast week to week, okay? Um, if you're allergic to peanuts, people are going to know about it. Um, if your dad was a communist sympathizer in the 70s, it's on the pod, okay? It's on the pod, um, and that's just how it is in this house. That's part of the rent you have to pay, is helping me fill up this 40 minutes at all costs. Um, secondly, immediately on arrival or fifthly, or whatever we're up to, on arrival, you must immediately start hating our neighbor over the back fence and join us in the war for supremacy, okay? Um, blindly hate him and get on board ASAP, because I, I'll tell you one thing, even if you don't hate him, that old prick will fucking hate you, okay? So you can either fight fire with fire, or you can put your, your freaking head in the sand and pretend that global warming's not real, Okay? So fire up. Um, last one, and this is huge. You will, the right candidate will, make the effort to watch Amazon Prime um, because I'm paying for it and none of the lads watch it. Okay, so please, please watch some Amazon Prime and justify my $8 a month. I personally won't watch it. Um, I'm willing to pay the $8 just to sort of, you know, the other lads pay for Disney Plus, Netflix and Stan which could be argued a better streaming services. Not for me to say. I personally pay for the Amazon Prime, um, which I don't think has ever been used. So if you could log on and just tell us what it's like, we'd really appreciate it, um, especially me.
But anyway, it is the end of an era at the lad pad. Um, it's bittersweet. This one went a bit long. Whatever. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. I will say a few things. I'm teeing up some Sydney shows for the middle of May at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Um, so keep an eye out for those tickets. They'll, they'll probably be out in a pretty fucking quick, actually. I think they'll be out next week. I'll let you know about that. Um, and then also I need a graphic designer, someone to do me up a poster for these shows. If anyone would like to do that, um, you know, please don't apply if you're like, you know, I am already bad at graphic design. So anyone who's actually fucking good at it wants to help me out. I'll pay you mucho dineros. Okay. Willing to pay. Just want some sick poster to chuck up on the socials, sell a few tickets. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all for now. Got some more stand-up clips coming out, longer ones than that one I posted this week. And also, I don't usually hype up next week's episode, um, but me and the lads did just buy a garbage bag of magic mushrooms that we intend to take this weekend. So I think next week's episode could be a fucking barnstormer, depending on what happens with those. Okay? Um, but otherwise, dude, thanks for listening. Wait too long. Way too long, yeah And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone Way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah They got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you? Wait too long, way too long Oh, I, oh, I, oh